this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm Anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Welcome to It's a Fandom Thing, where each week me and a panel of guests discuss all things fandom from the female perspective. Everything from Star Wars to Supernatural to The Office to cosplay to fanfic. It's all right here, so sit back and enjoy this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of It's a Fandom Thing. This week, we're going to be talking about fan fiction or fanfic, if you like to call it that, um, or just fic. Um, so we're going to be joined by three amazing women, all returning, uh, one returning from the very first episode, what is fandom? That's Tanya. And then two returning from last week's episode of shipping. Uh, so we're going to go around and before we get into all things fan fanfic, we're going to go around and everybody can introduce themselves and tell me one thing right now in fandom or pop culture or some item that you're excited about right now. So I'm going to start with you, Carla. Hi, I'm Carla Temis, and this week, my big exciting thing that I'm very much into is the movie Yesterday. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's a great one. That's a great one. It is. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And then Judy. Hi, I'm Judy, and uh, my current thing I just recently started watching on Netflix I don't know if this will ever reach the point that it's got like a fandom but it's called Spinning Out and it's a show about uh, you know drama about ice skaters and I love ice skating I always have been obsessed with Winter Olympics and uh, Yuri on Ice was my favorite obsession a couple of years ago so as soon as I saw skating it drew me in only a couple episodes in but I'm loving it yeah, my mom told me about that one recently. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've we'll heard, go, I've we'll have to fangirl together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about that one. And then Tanya? Hey, uh, this is Tanya. I am watching The Witcher on Netflix. So Ooh. I'm just about finished with that and I'm really enjoying it. And I'm not a gamer, so I don't know what the hell is going on. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> But, you know, it's it's kind of fun. And also, I don't know why everyone has perfect makeup and hair, it's, except for the main character. They somehow magically have, like, blow dryer technology in this world. I, I want to know about that. But anyway, that's fine. Oh, wow. That's I would be happy to send you my husband's um, Excel spreadsheet of the characters in the timeline. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Um, I, I think I'm okay. Like, that might be too overwhelming, but... Um, my my kid has played the the game. The th- my kid is eighteen. I just want to add that for people who think I'm letting like a ten year old play this game. No. Um, and so he's kind of explaining it, and then Wikipedia. But yeah, I may I may ask for that later. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this is Aaron, and um, I am participating in a 365 day movie challenge, which is trying to watch a movie every day. Which I've already failed a couple of days, but I figure one day I can watch a ton of them and just kind of catch up. But what's interesting about it is I've uh, watched a few really good movies. Uh, One of them is called Skin, 
And the thing I want to point out that it's not necessarily the movie, but the performance of Jamie Bell in it. Um, he plays a man who he who's really well known, and I forgot to look up his name before we started. Um, I believe it's Brian something, but he uh, was involved in a hate group. Um, a terrorist group, really, um, of white supremacists. And he, his fa- his whole body was covered in tattoos, racist tattoos and uh, violent tattoos. And he ended up um, getting out of that. And he's, uh, and he, um, the SPLC, the Southern Poverty Law Center, ended up actually paying for the, well, a donation paid for the removal of all his tattoos. Mm. Um, and it's just a very, what's really good about the film in general is it doesn't ever paint the people that are in this hate group with uh, roses and pink flowers. And it very much shows them for who they are, for the horrible, awful people they are. Um, and Jamie Bell is, his performance is absolutely fantastic in it it's a hard movie to watch and there are some issues with you know a lot of times you don't want all the focus to be on these groups but like i said the way they do it is really good because they never once romanticize anything in there they show they show it for all the disgustingness that it is um so that's one thing that's available on amazon prime if you want to stream that one okay so let's get into Let's get into fanfic, and let me just briefly kind of give you a definition of fanfiction if you don't know what it is already. Um, it's a type of fictional text that's written by fans of any work of fiction. Sometimes it can be re- real, real people, though, uh, where the author uses established characters, settings, or other intellectual property from an original creator as a basis for their writing. Um, so that's that's the basic definition of it. But like I said, there can be fanfic that's written about real people. So it's not always from works of fiction. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's kind of that's uh, the definition there. Um, sort of the origins, um, I guess it, the term was uh, used as early as 1939 um, is what I was finding. Uh, so And that was used for... Uh, as a way to refer to amateurish science fiction, I guess. Um, And then I know that Star Trek helped really uh, popularize it with um, Kirk Kirk and Spock. Um, And there were fanzines and stuff that helped with that a lot. Um, And then it's grown um, to be what it is today, which will go over a lot of the demographics and stuff. And, um, but I want to just first go around and just see number one, what got you guys into fanfic? Um, and then whether you read and write or just read, you don't have to identify yourself at all. Cause I know a lot of people like to keep that stuff private, but, um, I'll go around and start with you, Carla. Well, I avoided fanfic for a very long time. I resisted the siren call of (laughs) of the fic Um, just because I I was, uh, I wasn't really into X-Files and people started talking about fanfic. And to me, it was like, well, you know, the writers do a perfectly good job. You don't need to sit there and make up your own stuff. So I I was very um, high and mighty about it in my teens. And then eventually I started uh, watching the mini project. And uh, it was when I when I was really getting into Twitter and um, trying to become part of the fandom because it just it was just such a great show and I just wanted other people to squee about it with 
and they were posting links to fic and i was like okay i guess i'll read a couple of these and next thing you know my phone has five hundred thousand tabs <laughs> open with fic and i just can't seem to make myself stop <laughs> That's and you judy um well you know technically the first time i ever uh wrote fic was when I was little who had never even heard of anything like you know fan fiction but I remember writing stories about things that I liked cartoons that I liked or Barbies or whatever just I know I always like to write as well so um, I guess that could kind of be called very you know basic level fan fiction um, but then when I started to get into fandoms uh, kind of like you Carla I was like yeah I'm not gonna read that but boy what a slippery slope <laughs> yeah um you know i i lucked out the very the very first fanfic i ever picked up uh was called oh gosh what was it uh something about energy the co- law of conservation of energy and it was a dcl fanfic and it blew me away it was so well written and it had gorgeous art to go along with it um, the themes and the characters were perfect. Uh, just everything about it. I just totally fell in love with it. Um, and yeah, I, pretty soon I had a hundred tabs open <laughs> <laughs> and, and went down that rabbit hole. And now I just love it. It's available. You know, first of all, it's at your fingertips all the time. You know, if you've got your phone on you, you have a world worth of fanfic. Um, you're standing in line for something, you know, grab a, thousand words and read it you know whatever (laughs) um and it just is so it elaborates so much and it's such a big huge playground with these characters we already love so i just love the endless possibilities that fanfic gives us yeah awesome and tanya yeah i i'm gonna be i'm gonna try to summarize i have no idea um i think i like uh (laughs) I've been aware of it for at least 20 years, like since I first, you know, started going online, but I don't think I really actively read much until I started getting more into fandom and wondering, just trying to learn about the culture of fandom, if that makes sense, and and curious about um, this this vast body of work um, by people who are writing this for free, you know, and, and as you mentioned, like the quality can be excellent outstanding um but yeah i would say more seriously probably the last five years and i do write but i don't i don't share my name because <laughs> private um <laughs> but i mostly i mostly wrote just to sort of um play with some ideas and also to get for me it helps because i do a lot of academic writing uh and so sometimes it helps me just tap into oh i can do whatever i want and it does not matter like it doesn't have to be great and so for me it's a way to kind of get around um writer's block (laughs) and um yeah and i think i would say i get whenever i get interested in something i it's usually a character or a style of something that I get into. And I've done this, I, I guess I should also say this goes, I think with my OCD, I legit have OCD <laughs> and I'll be, I'll become like obsessive with uh, a particular body of work. So I want to read everything about, you know, X for a while and then everything about Z. And I did this with movies. Uh, when I used to watch more films, I would watch every movie by a specific director that I liked, et cetera, or an actor. And then I would move on. So for me, it's, it's sort of a similar pattern to that. Um, yeah, I'll stop there for now. Okay. <laughs> okay. Cool. And um, this is Aaron, of course. And I, 
you know, I think the very first fanfic that I ever read was definitely had to be a soap one. Um, I actually think it was probably Brady and Chloe from Days of Our Lives. So that was pretty recent. Um, and that was, that was, and I was kind of read it like, I didn't really take it too seriously or really see honestly the art of it, to be frank. Um, I think that started more, uh, same as Carla with the Mindy project was really where that took off more. And I never, ever, I've, I'm a writer myself. I write screenplays mainly, but I never thought I'm going to write some, something like that at all. That wasn't something I, that I ever entertained. Um, but then the Mindy project happened and I read a lot of those and I ended up writing, um, three, four fanfics actually for the Mindy project. Um, and you know, I, I just, and it was just such an amazing experience because it tapped into that creativity and it led to me, I was in a extreme writer's block when I was, when I wrote the first one and it led to me being able to write more screenplays and write more other original work. Um, and it, it was amazing to get that feedback because you're always your own worst critic. So getting any kind of positive feedback was wonderful. Um, and then now I, I mainly write for Supernatural. Um, I have a Dean in Therapy fic that um, has been going on since 2015 that I've been writing. Um, and it's a work in progress. And I have unfortunately left it a lot and then had to return to it and left it a lot and returned to it. And that's been a very therapeutic experience. And I'll We'll talk more about that later. And then um, a few others that I've written there as well. Um, and I, I'll, I'll refrain from giving my name right now. I might give it in a little bit because I actually, I'm fine with it. So I might give it in a little bit, but I'll refrain right now. Um, but okay, great. So let's go around sort of and um, talk a little bit about um, the, the different hosting pl platforms, because I know uh, originally right now, the biggest one is archive of our own or AO3 as it's all also referred to. But I know there are other ones like of course, fanzines that I briefly mentioned. And then there was fanfic.net that I know had a lot of issues with it. Um, what is the main platform that everyone sort of uses or looks at fanfic on or. For me, it's definitely AO3. I, I've tried others like fanfic.net, and I forget what else um, I've tried. Live journal, and probably. Possibly, yeah. yeah. And it's just not as easy to sort as AO3. And it, it, I feel like AO3 just has a lot of features that I that I like, and also has just the most complete, um, just. It, it, it's a it's a nice big world of fanfic in there, and I don't feel like I'm missing anything by not going to any of the other platforms. Yeah, I agree with that, Judy. Is that the same place that you mainly go, or? Oh, definitely. Yeah, archive of our own. I you know I I have used Live Journal and fanfic, and of course I'll you know like promote my stuff on Tumblr or put little you know ficlets on Tumblr that kind of thing. But archive of our own, it's it's just so well designed it's clean it's got a tagging and searching system that you know probably is the envy of the library of congress um it's <laughs> fantastic it's clean it's organized i can get email updates every time you know one of my favorite authors you know sends out an update to their fic 
So yeah. Um, and the great thing is that it's, it's fandom run, fandom owned, um, no ads, no money exchanging hands. It's all about the passion of the fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. I, I'll, this is Tanya. I'll say same. That's where I'm mostly reading. I, I am familiar with fanfiction.net and I'm going to throw some numbers at you because I looked this <laughs> up because I prepared and <laughs> about an hour ago. <laughs> well, no, I actually, because I do research fandom, I, I kind of, fan fiction is not what I research, but I do get, I get come across various um, academic-y measurements of it. So there's this great um, group out of the University of Washington, and I'll talk more about their project later, but out of the Human-Centered Data Science Lab, they've actually tracked fan fiction, and they, they use it to try to um, assess mentoring. But anyway, it says that there are um, over... 61.5 billion words of fic wow. on fan, just fanfiction.net. Oh, wow. wow. So, and then wow. um, and that's a smaller <laughs> one because people are getting away right. from it. Right. Yeah. Right. And because our right. type of our own, I've, here's more numbers. Here you go. Um, has uh, 4.7 million fanfics as of last summer when they won the Hugo Award for related work, um, which mm. I think is worth mentioning that fanfiction is, is, I think, more. Um, people, gen- the general public is more aware of it, and mm-hmm. I think it's becoming more accepted. So, I, as a sociologist, I'm interested in like the boundaries, right? And what what is the meaning we're making out of this, and kind of why are people and how are they building community, and who's saying it's legitimate versus not, right? Mm-hmm. So that's those are sort of in addition to just enjoying reading it, which I can do. I have to think. Of, I like to think about it in that way as well. Yeah, yeah, that's that's very interesting, and that doesn't. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I think it's becoming a lot more mainstream and it isn't um, frowned upon as much as it used to be, um, in particular with the people that were the original creators as well, which we'll get into that a little bit more, and um, the legalities and stuff as well. Um, I think it's becoming a little bit better. And I also use AO3. Um, that's where I post all my fic. That's where I've read most of mine. I did, like, when I first read the soap fics, those would usually be uh, on message boards or different groups. They would post them on there. And I don't remember what platform it would be through because it would be a link to that. But I, I know it wasn't archive of, archive of our own or anything back then. But I don't remember what it was. Um, but I know with fanfic.net, they, come, they came under a lot of scrutiny um, not too long ago, because they were purging, weren't they purging a bunch of um, fanfic on there, uh, uh, mainly ones that were under mature or um, explicit, which mm-hmm. will go under a little bit what those tags mean. But mature is, of course, it contains like adult content, which a lot of times can be sexual content. Explicit means it's it can be even referred to as pornographic material um, in there as well. Uh, but I know, and and that is correct, right? That's what I looked up. But that they did purge a lot of their fic because they didn't want it. They didn't want those levels on there, those different categories. Yeah. Yes, I believe so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I know Ao3 isn't exactly it. Doesn't do that. You can find pretty much anything on there. Um, any kind of kink oh, yeah. you have, any kind of anything, um, you can find it on there. Um, and I'll just briefly go over some of the uh, categories and terms uh, that are used. Um, there's, of course, there's angst, which 
um, you know, is kind of angst ridden fix. I always have angst in every fic I write. Oh, of course. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> yeah. And then there. I can think of exactly one exception. Which... Fluff. Fluff? No. <laughs> no. Like, what? Of what? Um, Mindy Project. Oh, yeah. Uh... <laughs> The one I wrote about Danny being the repairman. Yes, yes, which which I wrote. For yes, you, he was the plumber. I, yeah. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, you did. yes, yes. That's right. That one is totally. There's absolutely not a shred of angst in that fic at all. That was uh, my over the top um, soap opera um, plumber. It was thing. glorious. Yeah, was, I wrote that in like an hour, and that was pure porn. As well. it's but that was a lot of fun. Which gets um, us into another term, PWP. <laughs> yes, porn yeah. with plot and porn without, without. plot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, porn yeah. without plot. plot. One mm-hmm. plot. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's AUs, which are alternative universes, which are basically you take the characters um, and you place them in a different universe. So, for instance, um, if you are, you could take the characters from the Mindy Project, since we were just talking about that. You could take Danny Castellano and Mindy, and Mindy, um, and all of a sudden her last name just flew out of my head. That's so weird. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you could take them <laughs> and place them in the world of, say, Supernatural or something, or some kind of world like that, like a Supernatural universe. Um, and you could do vice versa with something that's a Supernatural universe. You can place those characters in a normal world, which I um, have written my own AU before, too. Um, and then you also have Crossover, which you can take certain uh, characters from a certain work and then cross them over with another one. Like I know a really popular one um, is Buffy and Dean Winchester. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of fix for those two together because a lot of people think they're very similar and I can see it. Um, okay. Yeah. And then there's, you know, there's other things like there's fluff, there's hurt comfort, you know, where someone's hurt and you're comforting them. And um, there's um, ABO, which is alpha beta beta omega which i have never read a single one because it doesn't appeal to me but i don't know if anyone else wants to explain can explain that a little bit better because i couldn't find the exact definition of it but i can i'll try and basically (laughs) i i looked this up because uh and i have read some but because i wanted to know what what is this um (laughs) other people correct me if i'm wrong but my understanding is it's sort of almost like people are are where where wolf-ish or mm-hmm. sort of um, semi-animalistic and the designations if you will the alpha beta omega refer to like ranking and they have different personalities that go with them and my understanding is that that was created in part to enable mpreg or male pregnancy mm-hmm. fic or to have an explanation for that and I think it comes out of supernatural is that what other people know I've heard that it came either from Supernatural or what's the one with the werewolves? Twilight. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. And yeah, people have somewhat animalistic, um, but the, the three different designations, um, like the alpha, you know, alpha male kind of, you know, they're, they're the ones that are in charge and they've got this sort of strong, you know, powerful strength. And then um, betas are in the middle. You know, they don't really lean one way or the other. And the omegas are, the males who can become pregnant or the only people in that world that can become pregnant. Um, And they have more, I guess you could say some feminine traits. They're the, they're often um, like 
softer and weaker. Um, and a lot of it's based on uh, scents too. Like they mm. sort of smell each other and <laughs> they're up that <laughs> yeah. way, um, if you will. Uh, but I don't know. It all sounds a little crazy. If you haven't read it, I've read a few and there's some really good ones and there's some not. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it can be an interesting dynamic. And I think one of the things that it appeals to people is the Omegas almost have this um, quality where they are, their place in the world is where a lot of women yeah, uh, women's mm-hmm. place in, in today's normal world. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like it's a way of writing and dealing with that, dealing with the limits of, of femininity and being a woman, but in a fanfic when you're writing for men. Yeah, it's there's a lot of commentary there and it, it ranges from, um, you know, quite explicit and raunchy to, you know, more more just exploring those those sort of power dynamics. Um yeah. Yeah, and I've never I've never read one because it never really appealed to me at all. Um, so whenever I see that tag, I kind of just run. But but <laughs> I, I know a lot of one or two that are actually high quality. Are. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure there are a lot that are really yes. really well written. Um, there's also self insert where basically you insert yourself in there. Uh, some of them can be where the, where there's might be a, an original character as well, which isn't really self insert, but, um, but there's also one where it'll be basically when you're reading it, you can put your name in there and it'll appear as Y slash N. Um, so that's a way for you kind of to insert yourself into that world, uh, which I used to shy away from, but I've since read a lot of Dean Winchester and um, you fix and some of them you know can be really good a lot of them are just an excuse to basically um, insert <laughs> yourself into having sex with Dean Winchester I mean that's really <laughs> what a lot of them are, of them are. yeah <laughs> I'm, I mean I'm sorry but self-insert I mean I'm 12 I guess mentally and I'm just like <laughs> <laughs> I, I know I know I get it I know what it means but I'm like wow okay <laughs> I've never seen the appeal myself, but yeah, whatever. (laughs) Well, sometimes that what what you're thinking right now, Tanya, is actually correct. (laughs) Oh, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) Yeah, but but I have read some that are actually really really well written because a lot of times those are in my opinion, the ones that are, can be hardest to read just because you do have to keep putting your name in there. Cause a lot of times they don't have a name on there. Sometimes it's written in a way that is harder. Like uh, the point of view is written. Uh, that's really hard to understand. And plus, since it's a character that's not in the show, I mean, you're not in the show or the movie or the band or whatever, um, you know, that can be a little bit harder to really view. Uh, but once you get into some of them, some of them, like I said, can be uh, really interesting, especially ones when they actually do come up with a character name. Mm-hmm. Um, those can be even more interesting to read, which are original characters, but sometimes they use them the same way. Um, and then there's also there's real people fic, which is basically writing a, a, a fanfic with real real people. Um, so for instance, the actors from Supernatural, uh, Jared Padalecki, Jensen Ackles, and then there's a lot with Misha Collins as well. Um, and I'm sure there are other actors from there. Uh, and I know there's a lot with like the band members of One Direction and stuff like that. Um, and those... A lot of hockey. 
Hockey, really? Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Huh. Believe it or not. No way. That's interesting. Wow. <laughs> well, I think there's some football too, but I think there's a lot of hockey out there. Oh, huh. I didn't know that. That's interesting. No clue. Huh. huh. Well, there's a really good um, hockey fanfic for um, Dusty Hill that's out there. I can't remember. What's that oh, one called? Yeah. Do you remember it, Carla? It's called um, To All the... Um, young oh hockey gosh, players to all the fans yes thank you to all the, 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 yeah yeah that's yeah. it's that's really, really really good, good out there yeah speaking of hockey so and they're hockey players so that's a good one and that's an alternative now you're making universe. me sad i have a i have a five-year-old whip that i've kind of abandoned that's a hockey pick and i'm Aww. like i gotta get back to it it's haunting <laughs> me <laughs> Well, then maybe this will be the, the catalyst that kind of maybe. makes you get back <laughs> yeah. into that. Um, okay. I and, just, and- I, my brain is just doing all kinds of terrible hockey <laughs> puns that are ridiculous. And so that I won't was- say them. All yeah, of my fine. chapters, all of my chapters are hockey puns. And yeah, it's fantastic. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's, it's, it's fine. I should have said from the outset, we can be um, in this episode. It's, it's perfectly fine if you guys want to get as explicit as you want to within reason, of course, <laughs> but I'm perfectly fine with that one in this episode. Cause I know with fanfic, there is a lot of explicit content. Um, you know, a lot of the way people look down on it is they think of it as just being strictly porn, um, a way to just write a lot of sex and get off on that. Um, and I'm not saying there isn't a lot of pornography involved in it. And there is a lot of explicit material and there's a lot of stuff that's really, really fun to read. Um, <laughs> in that kind of area but you know there is some great writing there and there's great stories there as well so um and, and I would just say like I just a, I'm not gonna make hockey puns I just hope somebody somewhere <laughs> gets laid in, in the Zambroni um, machine like you know or Come whatever on, it's the, endless. <laughs> <laughs> right the, and the just, machine that goes on nice just because okay. I, I, I yeah, yeah just so you know because I just looked it up because it had to be accurate for all the young hockey players out there. Pay attention. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's a, that's mm-hmm. a quote from a famous uh, hockey announcer in Canada. I can't think of his name. Yes. Yep. It's like, it's like exactly. his tagline. Yeah, that's what the writer said. Oh, yes. I have read that, I think. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, but anyway, if I, you know, are, are you guys, do you guys have like a limit as far as like, are, are you, do you read any rating out there? Do you prefer a specific rating? Do you prefer your fix to have sex in them or not? Or how do you kind of approach that when you're looking for one? Honestly, it really depends on the mood because yeah. when I first started reading fic, I was like, oh my God, mature, <laughs> explicit. I would never, <laughs> no man. <laughs> I, I was such a prude about it. Oh my god! Huh. And so I, you know, I, I I started out reading anything that was like T and minus, you know, T or just unspecified, and I kind of make my way through it. And then I, I started, you know, there were some um, some writers that I really enjoyed, and I wanted to read more of their fic. But then most of their fic was mature or explicit, and I was like, well, I guess I can read around <laughs> the the naughty bits. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was like oh this isn't this isn't all that bad I actually oh, this is kind of nice and next thing you know I'm going on a binge where I'm uh setting my putting my settings to only mature only explicit <laughs> and it just led to like this whole like dehydration period of my life it was horrible <laughs> but 
but I, I will say that there are times when you just really feel like reading something fluffy mm-hmm. and really romantic and you just, you know, you sort out these other things. Uh, there was one particular fic in the Supernatural fandom that was so long and so explicit. It was nonstop, just flat out P- WP, <laughs> but... <laughs> I mean, to the point where I was, like, begging for plot. Wow. Oh, I don't like that. I was like, can they please yeah. do something with their lives? And then I, 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 I swear, it was, like, three weeks of just reading teen audience mm-hmm. fic, because I was just so over the whole thing. I didn't want to think about any body parts ever again. <laughs> you got to you gotta cleanse the palate. Yeah. 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 That yeah. 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 too That was too yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can, but, you know, <laughs> at what price? Exactly. Yeah. And Judy, do you have a preference or? Uh, same kind of thing. I mean, I, you know, it all depends on the mood. And like you said, there are so many really, really good ones that um, if you were to exclude anything with an MRE rating, mm-hmm. you would you would just lose out so much because um, there's just fantastic stuff out there. Um yeah, so I, I don't necessarily have a preference. My, I guess my biggest preference is lots of plot. I love a good plotty fic. I love, um, especially since I love Supernatural so much, I love a case fic where they're out solving a case together. Um, so lots of character development, lots of plot, lots of interesting story. And, you know, if they end up in bed, ah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, you, Tanya, do you have a preference? Well, okay, so I'm going to tell sort of some jokes, and then I'm going to, like, give you an actual answer. But, like, okay, here's the thing. (laughs) I think if you read, saying that you read fan fiction for the plot sometimes is a little like saying you read Playboy for the articles, right? (laughs) Like, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes and no. Like, but that said, I honestly there there are works in the fan fiction that that are not explicit and that could be an episode or are better than the episodes. Mm-hmm. Like, I've read I've read ones that have fewer plot holes, right? Than whatever show. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it again, it depends. But I I do want to say, like, I don't think there's anything. I don't have any kind of problems with the explicit. And often, mm-hmm. as Judy was kind of saying the explicit mature people know more people will read it. So that's what they write. Right. And, um, and I don't really think it's different from reading Harlequin. Like, I don't know how many of your all's moms had like a stack of Nora Roberts or Harlequin sitting around. And, and if you think of these as a little bit, the equivalent of that, it's just with characters we like from other things like, or I always sometimes describe it as, as playing Barbies. Like if you're Mm -hmm. writing or reading, you're, you're essentially like doing that, that um, imagination. Right. So it's, it, it depends, but I think it's kind of interesting and I think it's fine um, to own that you may like to read explicit whatever abo or, exactly. or whatever um and <laughs> I'm, I'm not it's it's funny to me because i think that so many women are using these sites and writing or women identified folks and i think mm-hmm. it's because if you look at pornography and um you know sex positive health for, for women it's not there so we're we're creating we're, we're we're writing the porn we want to see in the world for us by us so it's feminist there you go <laughs> well, yeah, you know the thing yeah. I find so interesting about <laughs> that 
is, um, you know, if you, if you, if you read the, the, you know, the sexy side of, of porn, I feel like it's kind of what women would love to see in a sexual experience. Um, you know, watching porn, it's, you know, five minutes of preamble, you know, pizza man shows up at the door five minutes later, you get to the, you know, climax, so to speak. But, (laughs) um, with, fanfic you've got so much uh, build up and mm-hmm. character build and as far as the the sexual part goes um if you want to know what women want read read fanfic you know i mean there's just a it's ton of um attention paid to arousal spots that you know let's face it ladies they're neglected mm-hmm. in real life um <laughs> uh you know they're the the sex experiences are very equal mm-hmm. um there's there's i mean unless you're getting into you know the bdsm and that kind of stuff but still it's very much everybody's on equal um ground and which in real life is not always the case so i think it's kind of it, you know, we bring into fanfic some of these fantasies that we may be missing in real life. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's very true. Yeah, because you'll read some and it'll be, you know, like, man, Dean Winchester. You know, if, if you're if you're reading like the where you're it's a self insert one, for example, it'll be um, just talking just basically sexual. It'll just be, wow, Dean Winchester really likes to uh, pleasure a girl a lot more than he likes to get off. And it's, you know, and and and. <laughs> there might not be any reality to that. That's just what I think a lot of people wish and want that to be for women is that you want to be paid attention to. And it's not all about getting the man off. Um, and there's a lot of that slow build um, yeah, stuff or in there. play that just goes yeah. on forever. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like and it's great. Multi, you know, multiple orgasms, that kind of, you know, stuff that doesn't, that isn't necessarily real life or doesn't really fit <laughs> into typical porn necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and, and I mean, you know, when I was in my early 20s, uh, late teens, and we'd go on road trips, I used to go on road trips all the time. And we would always go and buy a trashy romance novel and read it on the way out <laughs> on our road trips. We would just do that. Our friends, my friends and I, we would just constantly do that. And so it's the same kind of thing sometimes. I'm, I mean, I personally, uh, unlike uh, Carla, for instance, I actually first initially did it just to read the explicit, explicit and mature content. So I don't know what that says about me, but no, I'm kidding. Um, but, <laughs> it just says that you didn't go to Catholic school for 16 years <laughs> of your life. I didn't, I didn't go to Catholic school. I went to an alternative, you know, arts driven high school. So that's probably why I went and looked for that. No. That, that tracks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I actually sought that out because I you know, like I said, I didn't necessarily think of it as this high art form when I first um, interacted with it. Um, but then now I, you know, I still mainly do the mature and explicit ones, uh, mainly because, you know, frankly, I like to have that in the stuff I'm reading. Um, I like to have that included. And I have not everything I've written has. There's only been, but most of the stuff I've written also includes that. Um but yeah, that's, I mean, you know, but, but there's also great ones that are teen rated, G rated for general audiences, um, that kind of stuff. And, but then there are also those instances when you will read something and it's tagged inappropriately and it says it's teen and it does have some explicit material, which can yeah. be a problem as well, because, you know, there are people that are under 18 who are accessing these sites and some of this stuff 
might not be really suitable for them to be reading. Not that they don't know about this stuff, not that the majority of them might know about it. I don't want to get too deep into that, but, um, but yeah, I think it's just kind of, it's, it is, I, I do want to eventually do an episode on here actually uh, of the show of talking about uh, our relationship as women to pornography and to adult material um, in the media. Cause I think a lot more women, watch it and uh, seek out explicit material than is generally thought of or just generally accepted. I mean, it's thought of as that's a male thing and I don't think it's exclusively male yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's one of those things that really has always bothered me. The idea that, that women aren't sexual mm-hmm. or that they're not um, interested in anything sexual because it's such mm-hmm. a lie mm-hmm. it's just such a lie yep and then you know you have kids picking up on that and believing it forever and it, it just it doesn't do society any good to lie to them exactly but all of that said um just to dispel the myth that you know fanfic is nothing but porn yeah um i i went and did a little bit of homework myself and really only about 65 percent actually the other way around 65 percent of fanfic out there on ao3 is rated t or below okay so really you know the a smaller portion of it actually is rated mature or explicit Mm -hmm. so there's there's a whole lot of fanfic out there that doesn't necessarily have that aspect yeah i i wonder if that's like um if it depends on the fandom I mean, because I figure it has to. It does. And in fact, I did a little bit of that too, because I'm a nerd. Um, And I looked at like the top three uh, fanfics that are out there. And um, Marvel, it was like 71% uh, not explicit or mature. Um, But when you get into something like Supernatural, which is the second biggest one out there, um, that goes down (laughs) to only only 63%. So it does, it does kind of depend on the fandom. Yeah. Yeah, it goes down, does it? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, you know, just to just to sort of validate Aaron's um, comment too. Like, I think it's just you know when you get into fanfic, it's like when you're an adult uh, living on your own for the first time, and you're like, oh my god, I can eat ice cream and pizza mm-hmm. anytime yeah. I want. <laughs> and then you do that, like Carla mentioned, I think for three weeks straight, and then you go, okay, now it's time for a salad. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. We, okay. But no, I agree. I, th- that's why I think AO3 is excellent because of the tagging and the warnings. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can, there's, I just for, I don't know if we've mentioned that there's multiple languages represented, which I think is yeah, amazing. Um, there's, there's works, you know, in any language you can imagine. And so for, for some people, this is, you know, this is expression and it's also kind of um, cultural communication if you will but yeah yeah definitely and then I want to get since we've been talking about a lot with women um reading it and writing it and it seems to be that's the majority I mean on um Wikipedia and I don't know how accurate this this one is but it did say and this was from fanfic.net so it might be a lot higher than this but of those that disclose their sex gender that they or that how they self-identified um that 78 percent female and only 22% identifying as male. Um, and so I know it is, it is more female centered 
Um, and I know, did you have any other statistics for that, Tanya, as well? I, I don't um, on that, on the gender balance in particular. No, I, I was mostly teasing. I literally looked up one website that I knew about. <laughs> But <laughs> yeah, no. Um, but I think you AO3, our archive of our own, which is AO3, just for folks. Um, if we didn't say that, does a lot of um, analytics on their own. So I haven't looked at it, but I know that they do have information. There's various ways you can kind of um, assess that. Yeah. Also, yeah. oh, I do have one thing to mention that's a little bit. Um, uh, nerd level. So through my research project, I actually interviewed someone who works at a library in, uh, I think it's in Austin, Texas at the university. And they told me that, um, I'm not going to say their name to protect them, but they told me that that library has an archive of all fan fiction. And I think it's really funny because it's basically in this really conservative school in this conservative area and it's mm-hmm. like literally all the porn like being- <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow that's fantastic yeah so I, I just sometimes you know when the world gets me down I think about that and I laugh sharing <laughs> <laughs> that yeah you're <laughs> wow that's interesting that's that's really interesting I'm going to be thinking about that for a long time thinking about my work being out there I know um, archive <laughs> somewhere yeah it's just basically like a, a, a some kind of uh, internet archive backup system and and I just remember they specifically mentioned they were archiving fan fiction so I thought that was fun so I don't know more details necessarily but yeah no, that's, re- that's really interesting um I want to touch briefly just on the legality um because that's been something that has been talked about since the beginning of fanfic um and a lot of people saying that it is a violation of copyright um, and copyright laws, there's been some examples, like in 1981, uh, Lucasfilm sent out a letter to several fan scene publishers asserting that Lucasfilm's copyright to all Star Wars characters and insisting that no fanzine published pornography. Um, and I guess it alluded to possible legal action that could be taken if they didn't comply. Um, and, you know, uh, J.K. JK Rowling of, you know, Harry Potter um, she's been supportive of it in some instances, but in 2003, um, a British law firm representing her and Warner Brothers sent a letter to webmasters requesting that adult Harry Potter fan fiction, um, anything that contained graphically violent or sexual content be removed um, from a prominent fan fiction website. It doesn't say what website that was, um, but citing concerns that children might stumble upon the illicit content. Um, and the webmasters from several websites host- hosting the adult Harry Potter fan fiction, among other types of fan fiction, made claims of fair use um, to justify using that. Um, so I don't I mean, those are just a couple of examples. Um, I think it's gotten a little bit better. I know also Anne Rice uh, is really, really against <laughs> fanfic, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So she's really, <laughs> really, really adamantly against it. Um so I don't know and there's there's any- another wonderful thing about Archive of Our Own mm-hmm. is they have a team of lawyers whose job it is is to defend our rights to read and write this stuff. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah, and I don't know, does anyone have anything else they want to add to the legality or their opinions on that or any other examples that I may have missed on there that are big examples? Just an opinion mm-hmm. that, you know, there's the idea of death of, death of the author. Yeah. And the just the notion that once your work is out there then the interpretation is pretty much 
up to the reader. Mm-hmm. Um, and I completely agree with that. And where, you know, the line with the fan fiction, of course, being that you're putting out there something additional to what they've written. It's not just interpretation, it's reimagination mm-hmm. and it's expansion of the universe that you've created. I don't see that personally as a bad thing, but, you know, I, I can understand why an artist would be uh, offended by it, but I think a lot of that has to do with ego more than anything yeah. else. And, and, and that's where I'm just like, you know, what? I don't really care that you're upset about it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think it's very, it's interesting. I don't have um, specific things to add about the legality either. I think you covered that really well. And I know that there has been issues, but I find it kind of um, frustrating as a, as a fan, but also very interesting as someone who kind of looks at these different institutions and how they relate to one another. So right now there's maybe a parallel going on with Disney in terms of Disney trying to come after small, um, creators Mm -hmm. of, of not of fanfic, but of art, right. Of fan art or, Mm -hmm. um, crafts. So I'll, I'll say an example. Everyone loves the little baby Yoda, right. From, um, from Star Wars, from The Mandalorian. I just realized there's probably Mandalorian fanfic, and that's not where I'm going. But um, <laughs> the, the Baby Yoda, right? And so someone came up with a, a crochet pattern so that you could make this um, little doll that looks like that for, for someone. Uh, and Disney has been going after everyone on Etsy selling the pattern. So they're not selling the doll. They're just selling the pattern. Um, and it's it's just it's frustrating because typically fan related art or crafts on something like Etsy, as long as you don't make over a certain amount of money, you don't generally, they, they don't bother you. Right. So like when you go to a con and you see someone who has say, you know, supernatural earrings made with the um, it's like bullet casings they use in those sometimes. Right. The, they usually, what's that? <laughs> actually, actually know her name. That's Zerby. <laughs> okay. Okay, cool. No, I, I, yeah, I know it's a very famous person, but like generally yeah. they don't, they don't bother folks like that. Cause it's a small business, right? It's not, right. it's, it's almost like, you know, Minute Maid suing the kid with the lemonade stand yeah. really. That, right. So I find that really interesting and frustrating. Um, and Rowling can kind of kiss my ass, frankly, but that's for a, <laughs> yeah, for a lot <laughs> of reasons. <laughs> for a different reason but Mm -hmm. i i I mean i understand like the concern about protecting children but i'm kind of like you know what the inner let me tell you there's there i I don't know but there's definitely harry potter porn like actual porn i don't i've not seen it but it exists i'm sure right so i don't i feel like that's just i i don't know um why folks get on that you know decide to to fight that battle because it it really to me it I don't know how it would actually hurt anything from your profits. Like for Disney, well, for this character to mm-hmm, be yeah. celebrated and, and people making little stickers, that's just selling your product, right? For exactly. you. It, it's just like such a, such a villainous take on something. Mm-hmm. It's the idea, first of all, the, the ego that none shall reign but me. But then there's also the idea of capitalizing on it, of somebody creating a stream of revenue off of something that you created. But it's innocuous because you're still rolling in billions and this person still can't get their, their transmission fixed yeah. by selling crochet right. patterns, yeah. you know, like freaking yeah. chill. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Disney, I mean, we're going to do a whole episode on Disney not um, pretty soon. And there's a lot of issues with Disney 
just in general with even um, films that have been made with now that they have taken over a lot of big studios, they're quietly putting into vaults these smaller films, which mm-hmm. is very, very mm-hmm. troubling. So, you know, this is just another example of that, of Disney wanting, you know, to make as much profit as they possibly can to me. That's what they're all about. They're all about money. And so when they see anyone making, even though they're making this small, minuscule, less than 0.001% of what Disney earns in a year, makes in a year, they still are so much wanting all that control and all that money that they're going to go after these little people that, you know, like you said, Carla, are trying to just, you know, put food on the table, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's it's really yeah. it's really ridiculous. Plus, the other argument you can also make is that there really is no original work, honestly. There are, you know, when I was in film school and taking screenwriting classes, they would always tell you if you're always worried that your screenplay is going to get stolen. I mean, frankly, to be honest with you, nobody's going to care because... Every idea you make, you can make it, the thing is making it unique, but every idea you're going to be writing out there has been done before, has been thought of before. And there are, I wish I could remember them right now at the top of my head, but there are actually five plots that basically almost everything out there fits into in one way (laughs) or another. So there aren't, you know, so there's really nothing completely 100% original anyway. Um, And I think, you know, like was mentioned, it is an ego thing. It is, if you're going to be that upset about it, there is an ego behind it for sure. Because in a way, if you really want to look at it, it's a huge compliment. If people are going out of their way to write this thing based on these characters you've created, that's a huge compliment. That's like, I love your work this much. Even if they're trying to fix things that they don't like, it's still a huge compliment saying that I love Mm -hmm. these characters so much that I'm willing to go out of my way and for free write all of this all of these words for these characters i mean it's a huge huge compliment i think um in a lot of ways yeah and and i feel also that you know there should be some kind of threshold some kind of you know if you've made enough money to pay off your house <laughs> then stop, stop complaining about the people putting content out there based on your content yeah. because you know it's just it's fine mm-hmm. You're going to be okay. Yeah, and I, I think exactly. it's different than if someone, you know, didn't give credit or were trying to like monopolize, you know, the that market mm-hmm. or not not allow the the creator to have, you know, um, the the benefit of that work. I mean that that makes sense to me because that happens right to women and and minorities, folks of marginalized identities all the time. Right, is their work is taken mm-hmm. <laughs> without their permission yep mm-hmm. um but i think in you know right. in this case what what that fails to understand to me i'm gonna make like a sort of hopefully smart sounding point now um is that <laughs> what fandom is about is community right what fan fiction mm-hmm. is about is um individual and group exploration right of various kinds so it's it's world building and it's sort of community building and you were talking Aaron, about you you wrote a fic for carla right so that's mm-hmm. that's an example of what anthropologists call a gift economy, right? Where you you gift something and then someone gifts something to you and that solidifies um ties between the two of you that, you know, may come in handy. Like in back in the day it would have been, "Hey, there's a hurricane, please help me with my house." And now it's, you know, if mm-hmm. if uh Carla wants to give you a, a piece of art or something in return, right? So that's just yeah basically bartering and i think fandom really works that way so why why for the for the love of all that is um you know holy like why would you if you're disney have to go after folks it's just so Mm -hmm. so frustrating 
you know. Yeah, it's petty. It's very petty and childish. Absolutely. Yeah, yes. yeah it's ridiculous. Okay. Um, well, I'm just sort of switch it up. Well, it's kind of switching it up. Um, there are some that have become their own successful properties, though, such as Fifty Shades of Grey. It's probably the most well-known example of that, which was a fanfic of Twilight. And the big way she got around that is changing the characters' names, of course. But it was written as a Twilight fanfic. And she, of course, has become extremely successful. And there were movies made and everything. And um, I personally have a lot of issues with that story. I think it's a really problematic relationship and not true at all to BDSM. Just want to put that out there. Um, uh, but... Yeah, so there's there's instances of that. There's also a lot of people do think that sometimes creators will read fanfic and steal, well, mm. not really steal, but take those ideas and put them into the show. Um, and a lot of people think that that happens. Uh, I know on our first one that, uh, I believe it was you, Tanya, that mentioned something about one of the fanfic writers actually becoming a writer on the show. Yeah, that that happened in the Xena Warrior Princess um, show and fandom uh, where someone who and I, oh, shoot, I meant to look up more about this. So my Xenite friends, I'm sorry that I might get this wrong, but I believe uh, their name is Melissa Good and they were a fanfic writer and then they were, um, I'm not sure who contacted who, but they definitely wrote at least a couple of episodes for the last series of the the last season Mm -hmm. of the show. Um, and wrote, of course, that show did everything except literally say the two main characters were a couple. And so that show was fantastic because it, it became aware, self-aware, if you will, very mm-hmm. early about fandom and was excellent at not at sort of walking that really fine line between um, being uh, sort of queer baiting and um, pissing the fandom off and sort of speaking to them. And there's hit and miss there too. But anyway, yes, so that happened. And I know at least of one other individual who has, who kind of got their start writing fic um, and now writes as a screenwriter. So for a different, different show. Yeah. Yeah. I could name several fanfic writers off the top of my head that I would trust with, uh, beloved supernatural more than the writers who are on the oh, yeah. show right now <laughs> yeah it's so true it's so true like, that, that's one of the things with with fanfic and, and um one of the reasons why i keep reading fanfic is that the fanfic writers tend to write the the characters more consistently mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so they're not necessarily like completely out of character every three episodes mm-hmm. yeah and they they respect the story and the background and things you know th- things that actually make sense, which I'm sure it's hard to keep it together when you're writing on the actual show for 15 seasons. On the other hand, it's it really shouldn't be that hard. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but you know, getting back to things being their own successful property, it, it's I think that you know when you get to the point where you've kind of mastered a voice you know you've mastered a a voice within a fandom and uh you tweak it just enough that you've made it your own and that it's um recognizably your writing that's when i think people kind of um ascend Mm -hmm. into the 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 stratosphere of you know i have my own book now because i became so widely popular thanks to my fanfic Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's a shame the Fifty Shades of Grey is such trash. Yeah. 
because I really wish that that kind of honor would go to writers like um, like some of the ones that I think are some of the best in fandom mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and who I think would be maybe less jerky about it. But. No, I, I, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of stuff I could say about Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, <laughs> and my problems with that relationship is what I really could talk about. Um, but, but if we're talking about, you know, successful properties and how, and, and fanfic, even though it wasn't called fanfic, um, like you mentioned before, there's only a few original stories out there and so many other things were based on things that have mm-hmm. all sorts of respect, um, if you will, f- as, as literary works or TV shows or movies or whatever, that they're all based on something else. So, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. just, just because it's based on something else doesn't take away its value. Um, I mean, you know, going back to Wicked the Musical based on Wizard of Oz or, you know, Hamilton based on real person fiction, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. Shakespeare, my gosh, how many times have we redone Shakespeare or Shakespeare in oh, love? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a real person imagining of, you know, what inspired Shakespeare. Uh, the Grendel was based on the Beowulf, you know, yeah. like we can go way back. Fan yeah. fiction's not new. Yeah. And it's not, and it's something that should be, should not be treated as just some whim of fangirls mm-hmm. yeah i mean I, cl- clueless exactly. is based on emma so mm-hmm. you know I'm asking right that, so it's yeah. the same kind and of speaking thing. of that since we have clueless can we all agree now though that we need to stop remaking jane austen yes can we just unless it's dean and cass no or <laughs> i'm just kidding yes i've read that <laughs> No, I'm just like, I, every time I see one, like I saw some mm-hmm. ad for Jane Austen's unfinished novel. I was like, what, did she write like three words on a piece of paper? And you're like, here's this thing. We'll put people in off That's your what it dresses. comes down to sometimes. We, you know. Oh, anyway, sorry. <laughs> but, okay. but, you know, one, one of the, the things where I have issues with, um, with just exploiting a, an artist until you've like bled them dry is when you're just down to the yeah. dredges. And it's just their absolute worst writing or worst anything. And you're like, you know what? The name is still famous. We'll still get, get mm-hmm. butts in seats. Mm. Let's do it anyway. Yeah. And then it just, it's so derivative and horrible. But when you have something where you have a big fandom and they've already um, written a lot of fanfic for that particular fandom and something gets put out that's horrible and derivative and dredgy like that the fandom can rescue it <laughs> yeah uh-huh. which is not fair to the fandom to have to you know we're talking about like a to... bad episode or a bad movie or something mm-hmm. yeah 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 oh, exactly and that's oh, what you sorry, know like, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> just uh when you have a show that's an hour long and you have to have 24 episodes in a mm-hmm. season and you can tell when they're at the bottom of the, of the barrel of ideas <laughs> for that season and you're like i wish i had never put this in front of me but then the fandom comes in and rescues it and, and writes a follow-up that makes it fit within canon, makes it make sense. I yeah. love that. I love Coda. And that's when you realize like, what a gift yeah. fanfic is. Yeah. And, I, and if I'm right, that's called like fix it fix, yes. right? Yeah, and it so, um, yeah, fix it one, fix, one yeah. more sort of not real uh, specific statistic for you <laughs> is that there was they could actually track a massive statistically significant increase in the fix it fic that occurred right after the Game of Thrones finale. 
I was like, yeah, you know what? That reminds me one of my favorite quotes about fiction or fanfic. uh, And I I wrote it down for this because I love it. It's uh, it's irked fans produce fanfic like irritated oysters produce oil or pearls. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, By Jacqueline Litzberg. Gotta give credit. And I just love it. I mean, it it Mm -hmm. shows like we take something that was trash and turn it into something beautiful and valuable. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yep. And see, for me, you know, because I, I, I've noticed that as well, that when there's a particularly um, questionable, and, and certainly when there are cliffhangers, when there are cliffhangers, that's when you see a lot, a lot, a lot mm-hmm. of fix-its and a lot of, um, if, especially if there's a hiatus, a lot of really interesting ideas that develop from those cliffhangers. Some of my favorite but, ones are um, during summer hiatuses, yeah. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. absolutely. And it's because, um, but but aside from that, I almost feel like um, with a particular property, if it's really good at its core and it attracts people for whatever reason and you become big, loyal fan, whatever, um, but the quality of the show itself or whatever property starts to decline, but people are still writing and writing a lot of thick for it that says more about how good the core is and how poor the current writing mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think that you would need as much fandom intervention as you would if, if it were well-written in the first place. And th- that's not a blanket statement because certainly, especially with fantasy shows, there's just so much more fodder. Mm-hmm. But with shows that are more grounded in reality in particular, you'll see, at least just from, again, my observations and just what I've seen, you'll see more um, fanfic where the writers fail the creator's vision. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have no statistics to support that. (laughs) So, you know, go ahead and take away my my doctorate in in imaginary (laughs) thinking. Yeah. No, I, I, I doctored an right. imaginary thinking. I love it. <laughs> I worked very hard for it. I think we all can say we have that too. So <laughs> yeah. Can I can I ask a question? It's not on the agenda. I just saw it on Twitter and I thought it'd yeah, be of fun. Course. Okay. Uh oh. Um, what's your favorite stupid romantic trope that happens that people do over and over? So one one example of that is like there's only one room mm-hmm. left at the motel. <laughs> Like, do you, do you have, oh my gosh, do you have a favorite, like, romantic thing like that? Um, fake couple to real couple. Gosh, That's yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, okay. Fake, fake Mary, fake couple. Fake couple yeah. Those are great. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, those are common I, in fic, right? Oh, so common. Yes, yes. Very common. Yeah, yeah. Common. Friends to yeah, enemies that's, is that's another common one. Right one of my favorites is hate turns into love kind of thing. And that, that probably goes back mm-hmm. to one of my first couples shipping, which were David and Maddie, which they were the ultimate sign mm-hmm. of that. If they, you know, you know, there was all that sexual tension. Oh, I said it backwards. Sorry. What? Did I say friends to enemies? Oh. I'm so sorry. I meant enemies <laughs> to lovers. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, we knew what you meant though. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I totally good. knew what you meant, and I was—I I did not hear it the way you said it. So it's cool. Um, yeah. yeah. Were there any other ones that people love? 
I mean, I love the, the both of them are cluelessly pining away for each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's always fun. Yeah. I don't know what the name yeah. of that is, but that's a fun one. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why. I love coffee shop. Yeah, coffee shop is fun. <laughs> I don't know where that comes from, but I also really like. Um, somehow they they get stuck somewhere and it's cold. So oh yeah, to... yes. <laughs> Body heat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, warmth. who doesn't love a good warmth when they have to health each other back uh, to life or you know help each other yeah. heal? Yes. <laughs> That's and and I read uh, Dean Caspic not too long ago. I can't remember the name of it right now, but it was one where um, they both ended up. It's the same kind of thing of like there's only one motel room, but they both ended up in this cabin at the same time using the cabin at the same time and I wish I could remember one was for try to get I think Cass was a writer I believe and so he's trying to get his inspiration back and then yes. yeah and then Dean was just out there to get some time away and they ended up you know getting together of course <laughs> I think I read that one too yeah I, I liked that <laughs> one a lot it was from last year's DCPP I think okay um, yes that's exactly what it was yeah, I, I don't I don't ship them anymore on the show but I still read that that fic those kind of fix a lot too so I like that one a lot too that was really really good yeah um great well um since we're kind of running out of time here and there's so much more that we should cut co- but we could cover with fanfics and we could do a totally different episode on a lot of different things a lot of problematic things a lot of joyful things wonderful things um but i just want to go around really quickly if there are any other particular fanfics out there that you want to call out or mention on here if people are looking for a good read um anything that maybe is more under the radar or even one that's really popular so if you we just want to go around and if you do have one that's great um do you have anything, Carla? Yes, 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 yes. yes. I do. I totally do. Oh my god, do I ever? <laughs> okay. Well, you may have already read it because it's it, it is one of the popular ones, and it's ninety one. I knew that's what you were going to say. <gasps> I love it so much. Yes, <laughs> it was on my list. <laughs> that <laughs> that one has my heart. It is it is one of the best written. Mm-hmm works i have ever read i'm not talking about fanfic i'm talking about writing in general mm-hmm. the writing is spectacular the characterization is great um it really uh sucks you in and mind you this is one of those world war ii sagas i don't i don't care for that genre of of writing or whatever but i it was it was just that good. It's the kind of thing where you're like, I will never read this, and then you finish it, and you read you're rereading it like thirty times, and then your spouse is like, Could you please stop reading that? Why do you keep reading this one thing when you have a stack of books at your bedside? And you're like, I can't help it. This is who I am. Oh, oh, one hundred percent. And if you like ninety one whiskey, check out Last Moonlight Serenade. I read that one too. <laughs> okay. I love that one too. <laughs> Do you have any Tanya that you want to? Yeah, I'm going to recommend Outlander, which is just really intense Brigadoon fan fiction. No, okay. nobody got yep. it. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, no, I'm like, it's huh? not. Sorry. I'm, I'm saying the show Outlander. No, it's supposed to be a joke. No, um, there's I had for some reason didn't think of specific ones, but there's a you guys will know this probably. Uh, there's a famous supernatural one that's um. It's like through the fifties, through the maybe seventies, and it's oh really gosh, sad. We read that recently, and it's Nine very times we met good. And one time we parted. Okay, yep. that sounds right. And yep. it's um, where so cast somebody goes to the Vietnam War. 
Oh, I know what oh, you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, and I was okay. actually going to bring that one up, and I couldn't remember the name of that Twist one. and Shout. And Twist and Shout, that's right. That's Twist, right. thank you. That's because yeah. I mentioned that because apparently that was so – it's it's very good. I did read, I would say, 90% of it. Um, but they that was so emotional for people. They created, like, online support groups. Like, it was so – I cried yeah. hard. <laughs> It was, I, I think I actually cried as well. It, it's very, I mean, there's obviously there's mature aspects, but that's not mm-hmm. the main part of it. So I thought that one was excellent. Erin, I have one more to share that yeah. I'm constantly preaching the gospel of down to Agincourt. Oh yeah. I've oh my that God. One. It, I've read that one. I've read it four times. It's a million words. It's over a million words. Work in progress. Mm-hmm. And I've still read the darn thing over four times. <laughs> It's just glorious. Um, it's an alternate universe. Well, not a, not really. It's based on one single episode. Um, if you watch Supernatural, it's the end. So the whole oh. thing is based on the end. But it's not nearly as sad and depressing and miserable as you think. Because I try to stay away from the end fix for that reason. Because everybody's just abusive and terrible. Um, but this one puts a different twist on it. It's got this great cast of original characters that are diverse uh well built and well developed and interesting and funny and clever and badass it's just amazing i can't say enough good things about it so everybody go read down to gag and court and i'm so sorry that it's a work in progress i hope she finishes it <laughs> wow. it's awesome. okay i know a lot of people probably get frustrated with me since my dean winchester therapy when i've had people say when are you going to return to this so i understand that frustration um <laughs> What I was going to, I was going to, oh, really quickly, that cabin one that I mentioned is called Cabin Fever. Um, so that's the name of that one. Yes. Um, and then I'm going to recommend uh, a uh, Dean Donna one that's kind of a series that she adds to every once in a while to be quick little one chapter ones that she adds to. Um, but she, um, the writer is a really good writer and it's called One Thing and the, it's the first part and it's basically, it's a one night stand with Dean told from Donna's point of view and it's, it's, and then there's follow-ups to it where they meet again, but um, it's really, really well-written. It's a really, really good one. Um, and then I'm trying to find the name of it here really quickly. Cause there's a Dean cast one um, where they are, um, where there's a mix up of, there's this company that sends out people for BDSM relationships. And there's a mix up where Dean thought he was getting a woman and he gets, um, Cass instead. And God, I wish I could remember it because it is it's, happened a couple times. <laughs> yeah. But this, this one, this, yeah, this one is so, so good. And I just, wasn't it when, like Sam got him something, got him a prostitute for his birthday or something. Well, no. that's a different thing. Okay. No, this is totally different. Mm-hmm. It's like, nobody knows that he's doing this. So it's, oh, that scene's okay. doing it. Um, and I really, really wish oh, I could find it. Cause it's carry on. Are you talking about carry on? I don't think because he needs money to pay for Sam. No, 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 no. Dean, okay. Dean isn't the sub. Cass is okay. the sub. So okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm trying to find it. Cause I wanted to mention that really quickly before doing this, but now I can't, it's one of my favorite ones. Hopefully they didn't get rid of it. Um, cause, and there are also, you know, certain, oh, it's, Nope, that's not it. Um, the Kinks. That's what it is. It's called The Kinks. Ooh, that's huh. the one. Yeah, that yes. was really good. I remember we were reading yes, it at the same we were, time. Yeah. Like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll have to check it out. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's a really good one. Um, 
yeah, and it's really, it's a very accurate depiction of that kind of relationship too, just to put that out there too. Cause I know sometimes that's not always accurately depicted. Um, but okay, great. Well, um, I think that's a good place to sort of wrap it up right now. And like I said, I know we missed things and missed certain, um, tropes and certain, um, tags and stuff like that and other things that we could talk about. But, you know, like with most things, we can talk about it for hours and hours and we may down the line do a follow-up or just do a follow-up, just covering a certain category. Uh, but to close out, I just want to go around and just have everyone, um, say where they can be found if you want to be found. Um, and if you have anything to plug, so I'll start with you, Carla. Yes, I am Carla Temis. I can be found anywhere that you want to look for me. Um, it's C-A-R-L-A-T-E-M-I-S. And if you're interested in um, often short um, fic about either the Mindy Project or Supernatural, uh, my name on AO3 is, what is it? Hang on. Fort Lauderdale. That's what it Yay. is. Yay. And it's Yay. really good stuff. I, can, I will say I'm going to. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> okay. And then Judy. Uh, well, again, my main fandom presence is Tumblr, so you can find me at Angels Watching Over. Great. And Tanya? Um, I'm Tanya Cook. You can find me on Twitter. Uh, my research project I mentioned is at AK Nerd Fighting. And there's, it's a capital A, a capital K, a capital N, a capital F, or you can find me at Prof Tanya Cook. Um, and that's just everything from academic stuff to things my kids say. Um, yeah. Thanks. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. And then this is Aaron. Um, and you can find my work. I will go ahead and plug it on, um, archive of our own under C Avery one. That's S as in Sam E A A V E R Y one. Um, and I can be found out there. I write mainly supernatural fic, but, um, I started with the Mindy project. So I have four of those as well. So if you're more into that, you can do that. And, um, Carla, which we didn't touch on this was actually one of my betas on one of my fan fics. So she's actually helped a little bit with other stuff too on there, but yeah. So, uh, and if, and we didn't really touch what that means, that's kind of like an editor, that's the editor for your fan fic. I was so. going to say, you should probably clarify that's different from ABO. Yes. Just, yes. Just, <laughs> just, just to very different. Yes. Yeah, she's not that for me. Yeah. I love Carla, but she's not. Yeah, we haven't, we haven't gotten to that point. Yes, I, I did not seek out a relationship to be dominant of her yeah. and to try to get her yeah. pregnant. Yeah, that, that has not happened. Um, but and you, Sorry, I figured it was okay to make that joke at this point. Of course. Yes, of course. Um, and then, but you can follow me on Twitter at EAprilBeauty. Um, that's the capital, the E and the A and the B are capitalized. Um, you can follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash it's a fandom thing pod. Follow us on Twitter at fandom thing pod. No, it's on that one on Instagram at it's a fandom thing pod. And if you want to email us, you have any suggestions, any feedback, anything like that, feel free to drop us a line. Our email is it's a fandom thing pod at gmail.com. And until next thing, uh, still next thing. Sorry about that. <laughs> well, actually, next next week we are going to be doing Sherlock, which is going to be one for me that I have no involvement in. So it's going to be a lot of me learning things for that one. Um, but until next time, remember it's a fandom thing. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Thanks. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. 
Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Hey, are you a super fan of Taylor Swift, Jelly Roll, or Morgan Wallen? Are you that song nerd who likes to dive into every little lyric of every little song and figure out what everything means? Do you want to take that a bit further, though? Because I have a podcast called Songwriter Soup, and it dives into the journey of a songwriter and how those people help craft the soundtrack of your life. I'm Laura Veltz. And I'm bringing all of my friends together to discuss our funny little job writing for all of your favorite artists. Listen to Songwriter Soup wherever you get your podcasts.